KRCL 90.9 FM, HD1, Salt Lake City, Ogden, Provo, 96.7 FM in Park City, and on the web at krcl.org. Support for Radioactive on KRCL comes from our sustaining members and Mark Miller Subaru. Welcome to Radioactive, a show for grassroots activists, community builders, punk rock farmers, DIY creatives. I'm Laura Jones. Thanks for tuning in, for plugging into your community tonight. Coming up, we're going to talk with Roundtable Tuesday volunteer host, Rashawn Lee. Hey, Rashawn. What is going on, <laughs> peoples? You're going to be a guest tonight. I, I'm, a, I'm excited to be on the other side of the chair, Laura. <laughs> it's not as hot over on this seat. Okay, so we're going to do some rally recent resources in a minute. Don't know if you had a chance to catch up on that since you've been vacaying all month long, I feel like. And uh, But you have an opportunity to throw in there. But you wanted to talk about something in particular as a community activist, advocate, uh, outdoor ambassador. Yeah, what, what are we gonna talk about? So really I had the chance, like you said earlier, I, I went up to I went up to the Big Gear show and I you know, I had this idea. I was like, Laura, I, I think I got an idea for a, for a show. I wanna take a mic, I wanna talk to people about what's keeping them up at night and what do they se- wanna see from us, from the media. And, I, and, it's, and it's weird to even frame that question like yeah. that because I don't look at us as media, but I know, I know we are. Uh-huh. I think we do a different job. I think we do it differently. You know, we we take more of an upbeat, upbeat spin, if mm. you will. But we try. Yeah, but we're we still made media. A, we made a switch as a show yeah. uh, after the last presidential election. I think I I'd, I'd had enough up to, you know, where where which yep. orifices were full of polarization. And I'm not saying that we don't delve into that every now and then. I, I, I think we are very progressive, very liberally yeah, agreed but we wanted to start shining a light on folks doing good stuff and i really think this month in particular with music meets activism is, is an even bigger piece of that kind of pie so we're asking people in the community doing something good come in talk about what they do how they do why they do and a playlist to match and tonight you're digging into the outdoors and in particular that retail space when it comes to sustainability you went to the big gear show the up in show. park city deer deer valley is that where you went okay. yeah i was up in deer valley hanging out how was the air was it rare it was it was so clean i was <laughs> I, I haven't taken these kind of deep breaths in a in long a time while? laura oh my gosh all right so you wanted to know what from folks so i, I wanted to know i, I want to know what was keeping them up and really just you know i, I didn't I, it was an open-ended question because mm-hmm. i really had no no idea where they would take it, where individuals would go, because yeah. obviously, you know, I'm not in their dreams. I don't know what, I don't know their nightmares, but I was really, I was really concerned because I know what keeps me up at night, you know, okay. and, and I was really wanting to see if, if I was, if, if we, I should say, as our show, if we're aligned, you know, in what people are thinking, uh-huh. but, but really I always look for stories. And I thought if, if, if I'm interested in outdoors, I'd like to go and be around other outdoor okay. enthusiasts and really just pick their brains. All right, so coming up, rallies and resources first, though, and then we're going to get into your playlist as well? Yep, yep. Okay, so we're going to try and match a song, maybe. Depends. we got lots of conversation to share from the Big Gear Show. So rallies and resources online at krcl.org under the Community Affairs tab at the top. I've got all the festivals going. I feel like I'm behind. Like, I'm missing a few, but definitely, folks, don't forget Mondays in the Park coming up on Monday night uh, at Liberty Park out front of the Chase house that's there in the middle of the park there's always something going on around seven o'clock uh second third and fifth of september polynesian days in lehigh 
On September 3rd, the Saturday of Labor Day, Honey Day, Salt Lake City Local Music and Art Festival at the Commonwealth Room. I'm excited about that. Absolutely. Urban Arts Fest at the Gateway, September 2nd through 4th. And of course, Friday, September 9th, 909 day here at KRCL in the parking lot. Going to do the show live. Book the Zizus to play the show. <laughs> fun, fun, There's fun. There's the record sale, some record stretching, asking a bunch of folks in the neighborhood to come on over and table. And come on down and hang out, folks. I'm going to let y'all know. I've been down here volunteering pricing records. and ah, Good stuff. It's it's so good. I, I mean, I heard eBay yesterday, so my, my, my stash got put back in, in the mix. But there is some <laughs> there is some things that y'all should be coming down and hiding away. What did you just find out there? I, I, found, I just found, um, what was it? It was Sly and the Family Stone. Uh-huh. It was some Peter, Paul, and Mary. There was some, some Bob Steppenwolf. Dylan, some Steppenwolf. <laughs> Steppenwolf was a little trash. I don't think that one's going to okay, make we'll it into. Okay, we'll stretch that one. Yeah, that we'll one might that not make it. But bowl. there's, I mean, there is some really, uh, listeners, thank you, thank you, thank you. I cannot yes. thank you enough to your donations because there's some really mm-hmm. good finds in there. Some of it, you know. For for our record aficionados, there's some price some price tags. That I'm like, oh, not for me. But there's some people out there that are willing to spend it, and those <laughs> records are in an amazing condition. So thank you, yeah. our listeners, for all the donations. And we're still taking donations, folks, because we're gonna go to the Ninth and Ninth Street Fair. Maybe a couple more. It's a, one of our big fundraisers that keeps KRCL on the air. More details at krcl.org, which is where you can also find. Rallies and resources, another item or two from the list. Colors of Cancer happening Saturday, uh, 2 to 10 p.m. at the Gateway. On the 27th, it's the Poverty Summit we've been talking about Mm -hmm. with the folks from uh, Crossroads Urban Center. You know, music meets activism. Crossroads Urban Center has been around as long, longer than KRC. They've been around more than 50 years. Um, And have been on this show, many others throughout the life of KRC, talking about you know, folks that need help in the community. But if you want to help in that space, if you want to understand services and how they're delivered or not delivered mm-hmm. well, this Poverty Summit is a great place to dip in. And it's hosted by Crossroads Urban Center, the Coalition of Religious Communities and Powerful Moms Who Care. It's on the 27th and it's from 9 a.m. to 1. I believe they're going to do a hybrid so folks can attend or, or watch online. And then a couple of press releases I was trying to go through my email, which is always overloaded, <laughs> especially after a couple of days off. But the UCARE Gas Can Exchange program is back. So if you are looking to upgrade your gas can, you can stay in the comfort of your car and they'll exchange the can for you. It doesn't cost you anything. It's open to the public to exchange your old gas can for a new EPA compliant one to help reduce emissions and improve Utah's air quality. All gas cans will be exchanged for new SureCan gas cans. I'll put details in the show notes and also on uh, rallies and resources because this is happening. Let me check August 20th. It's happening August 20th, and we'll put all the details on where and when you can do it. Limit of two per person, it says. August 20th, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Salt Lake County Environmental Health Department in Murray. And then I had one other. The Utah Coalition Against Sexual Assault launched a new statewide sexual assault helpline to connect survivors of sexual assault and their loved ones to local resources anywhere in Utah. The number is 801-736-4356. That's 801-736-4356. The one in Spanish is 801-924-0860, 801-924-0860. I'll put those in rallies and resources um, and a couple of different places, folks. You got anything on your radar? 
Uh, well, I was checking out Project Rainbow's Big Gay Barbecue. Uh, I mean, anything yes. we could, anytime we could hook up with Project Rainbow, it's always going to be a Love great that. event. Lucas Horns and Company. You know what I mean? And it's at uh, Jordan Park, 1060 South, 900 West, SLC. Here on the West Side. Yep, yep, West Side. Uh, and it's please join us for our annual Big Gay Barbecue and Project Rainbow's Volunteer Appreciation Day. So it's, I mean, it's just a chance to say thank you to the people who are just on the ground helping mm -hmm. everyone out. And another nonprofit, if you're looking for somewhere to donate your time, your talents, it's a great way to go and get to know that organization as well. And I think I should get Lucas and company on for Music Meets Activism, don't you I think? I think that would be okay. a really good one. The window is closing for the number yeah, of dates left, but I really like this. I'm having a ball. It's really fun. Let's do one of yours before we uh, get to a break. Let's uh, let's let's set this up again. You went to the Big Gear show earlier this month. It's, it's one of those things that kind of, quote unquote, replaced outdoor, outdoor retailers. Yep. Of course, they're back, they're back but yeah. who knows? They're upset now about... Abortion restrictions, they may go. I haven't it's, followed uh, up I, yet. I, I, I can't keep up, but it, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I think they learn, you know, one, if, if you've been to Denver and you've been to Salt Lake, you just know it's, it's not a, it's not a slap in the face of Denver, but our mountains yeah. are, are closer. Yeah. I was just in, in Denver over yeah. the weekend and I'm like, this is nice, but this it's this, an hour and a half away. It's huge. Yeah. So, and that's the thing, you know, so you have an event like that. It's, it's nice to be, to be in the mountains where they're so accessible and and then when you talk about Deer Valley, Deer Valley is right. That, that that's just up in Park City, in the heart of everything. Yeah. So yeah, they had some really, some really cool events. But it was it was just nice to talk to people. Okay, so one of the folks you spoke with is Stephanie Cam of Scarpa North America, and uh, I really liked what she had to say. But what was the question you asked before I hit play? So the question I was asking was just what's keeping you up at night, you know? And mm -hmm. and then from a from a media perspective what should we be focusing on that we're not or what would you like us to be focusing on that we're not and then i just turned the mic on pointed at them and let them go all right here we go yeah I, that's a tough question and not one i've gotten today but i think when as a brand we have certain values and things that we push every season that are important to us and our story and, and who we want people to think we are and so that's clearly what we want the media be picking up on too and so right now scarpa as a global brand is with our product production we're really focused on sustainability and trying to find better ways to make shoes um, that are better for the earth and the environment and make them in a way that they're going to last longer with materials that have, you know, a less impact on yeah, the absolutely. earth. So um, from a like corporate standpoint, that is something we're really trying to portray in our line. And so we would love the media to talk about everything we're doing with that. I love that. Yeah, I, so it's kind of, like, kind of more than product, like the stories behind the product mm -hmm. and the values of the brand. And, and um, Scarpa is headquartered in Italy and, okay. you know, distributes all over the world. Yep. So a lot of this is coming out of their headquarters and factory. But um, they've been solar powered for decades. And it's See, a that's, story that no one knows. I was knows, just going right? to say that. Like, I, I think that there's so many pieces that people would touch and touch on because it's like you know I, I I like to live you know as sustainable as possible while also recognize that I live in a city yeah you know and so it, where what brands are out there that really speak to my life and how do I how do I show and, and sign and up for that, that story and and there's a lot of things that I don't even know about how they um, operate their 
warehouse, how they treat their people. Uh, we're working to be a B Corp certified um, corporation this year. Right. And so, and that goes back to decades of stuff they've been doing to prioritize people over. So this sale. is not just a flavor so of the, this is not a, a flavor trend, of month. This is but something But it hasn't they, been talked about since it has ingrained. been this trend. So like for Scarpa, that would be a cool story to talk about, you know, how we've been doing this for a really long time because it was important to our brand, but it maybe wasn't important to the consumer yet. Yeah. So I think that's super cool. And then with this country, um, in North America, our marketing team has started the Scarpa Athlete Mentorship Program, which is when a lot of the social unrest and really upsetting things are happening in June of 2020, our CEO like really wanted to just do something. Even yeah. if we didn't know what to do, do something. I, yeah. You know what? I love that statement because I think that's what it is. You know, we all are at a loss. You know, I mean, you know, and it's not just me being, you know, black. It's, we're all like, okay, this is now another person has unfortunately succumbed at the hand of the police. Right. And, and I don't know what I could do, but standing clearly... Being idle is not working. Right, and feeling sad and bad and and mad and mad and tra and, and feeling the trauma. It doesn't do anything, even though we all feel it. So we weren't sure what to do, but he was just wanting to take action very quickly, and we figured something is better than nothing. So in an effort to, you know, better ourselves and our current athletes, as well as like giving back to some people that haven't had the same opportunities, we started this mentorship program where. We chose 30 folks from all different kinds of communities that mm -hmm. maybe don't have the same access we do. Right, right. Compared them with an athlete, and then they both learned from each other. And it, and I learned from them, and, and it ended up being a mentorship program for everyone involved. I love that. And so that is something our marketing department is focusing on 50% of the time, more than 50% of the time. And so since that is so important to all of us, mm -hmm. that's another thing we would love the media to, I mean, we're not doing it for media exposure, but, no, but no, I it's know what a you story mean. that we want, yeah. you know, that should be told because hopefully it could inspire other brands to do something too, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. So who are you and, and uh, who do you represent? Okay. My name is Stephanie Cam and I'm the athlete and communications manager for Scarpa North America. And I'm at the Big Gear Show and having a great time. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Yeah, appreciate thank you. it. Yeah. That was awesome reporting there, Rashawn uh, Lee. You know, just uh, just a man about town there, <laughs> Laura. But they've been solar powered for decades. It's right? it's wild. You know, it it's one of those things where you you hear about all these companies doing amazing things, but they're not tooting their horns about it. Yeah. They're just they're just doing it because it's the right thing to do for them in this space. And if they really want to be outdoors and be outdoor minded well yeah. you got to take care of, you got to yeah. take care of this one planet yeah there's another piece coming up folks stick around where we kind of cycle back to what the media picks up on and it's always what's new mm -hmm. what's breaking what's conflict etc so if you are if you were already doing solar power before it was cool to cover that I'm sorry it's old old news but I also like the mentorship program that they're doing trying to do something yeah what they could do within their own space all right what are you pairing with this serving of journalism well well this song with with so much uh, about solar power I thought it just made sense to go good day sunshine by the Beatles music meets activism Rashawn Leak's personal playlist a KRCL radioactive. Support for KRCL comes from Mark Miller Subaru, a community partner of YWCA Utah and the Stand Against Racism Challenge. Mark Miller Subaru loves diversity. Learn more at ywcautah.org and markmillersubaru.com. 
The Safe UT mobile app provides a way to connect with licensed counselors ready to listen to any sized crisis or concern. Immediate, confidential, and as easy as reaching for your phone and sending that first text. Safe UT is available in your app store. Welcome back to Radioactive. I'm Laura Jones. In tonight for Music Meets Activism, KRCL's own Rashawn Leak. He is a volunteer host. They all got the month off to get repowered for the next school season. You in particular, you know, want to spend some time with the kids, Rashawn? Oh, yeah. It was it was just, you know, so many events coming up. We just got back from uh, Fort Desolation. Oh, you went down to that? Oh, How it was, was it? It was a blast. It was, it, and I, you know, I... I know we're trying to keep it a secret because we don't want it to get huge. <laughs> but people but go. If if there's an event you want to go to you in the middle of Tory, oh yeah, and I mean Amos Lee killed it. Uh-huh. Danielle Ponder, who's oh, coming. How how was she? I mean, oh. we both discovered her at that show. Yeah, that, the Saint Paul and the Broken Bones. She She's, blew me away. She, I mean, it it just gets better and better. Yeah, this time it. What was, did she say at that show yesterday? I was a. a Public defender. Yeah, t- yeah, she <laughs> was a public. De- well, that's the wild thing. And then you, you know, it's it's one of these intimate shows. You know, even though it's a festival, it's pretty small-ish. Uh-huh. And you get these people talking about their stories about uh-huh. you know, like, you know, she what she say like if if you ever had a broken heart or or wrote a song about somebody who did you wrong, this one's for you. This is it. Yeah, so wrote it's a song just about it's it. so it personal. Like you know, you love it, but <laughs> she's just got piped uh, for days. Okay. Yeah. All right, you and I are indulging ourselves, so let's get back on track. Music Meets Activism, where you sent yourself in the field to the Big Gear Show earlier this month because you wanted to explore, you know, what is sustainability? What is keeping folks up at night? What was the question again? Was that it? Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, what's what's keeping you up at night? And, And honestly, it's... It was just something that I was interested in because, I, you know, journalism is, is fun. You know, I don't consider myself a journalist by any stretch. You know, I, I take my chops from you. But it's really it's really just, you know, what I do love to do is talk. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I've never met a, a mic or a camera I did not love. <laughs> so it was an opportunity to really just go okay. up there and, and try, you know, flex those chops. All right. Here's more of Rashawn Leak at the Big Gear Show. All right. So who are you and, and what are we doing here to start? I'm Graham from Chilo Gear. We make alpine climbing packs. We've... We're so glad to be in the Utah area because we've sponsored so many of the Utah climbers who've done amazing things overseas. And just to be in the heartland of climbing is awesome. I like I like that you call it heartland. All right. So really, what, what do you feel like media is not focusing on and Garbage. we need to? All right, let's talk so, about it. Garbage, what about it? So waste loss in the manufacturing process is the number one contributor to climate change in the outdoor industry as well as shipping the product to the end user. When you, people, end users are ready to like buy three backpacks from Amazon and have them and return the two they don't want, what the end user is doing is destroying the natural resource that they need. There's no, really no such thing as green shipping in the United States. And manufacturers, like we have a, f- we've ditched all virgin material that we can. So our premium product is now 40% reclaimed from the ocean. Oh wow. And we've reduced the waste loss, so we have less than 3% waste loss, so there's nothing on the cutting floor that could be used in any way. Because, oh, we're making this from factory scraps is a lie. And when you're buying three things because you want to try them, two of those are going into the garbage. Mm-hmm. And we have to stop being complicit in the destruction of our natural resources. Agreed. And Agreed. I think that's what the media really has to look at. So there's two terms you, you talked about. You said vir- virgin shipping? Was it virgin? Virgin? There's no such thing as green shipping. Green shipping. Okay. So, so, is it, so how do we get to a place of being better sustainably from a shipping perspective? Well, one company that I won't name that's not here. Yep. 
had a rotator 747 supplying their stores for the last year during COVID because they couldn't get containers. So anything that came from that company came Carbon off footprint alone. alone. You'll never get, you'll never recover that. And that goes, you know, prototyping, making a new product is incredibly garbage intensive. And so I really think that whether it's the end user who's buying the, getting it from the last mile, if you go to a local shop like IME in Salt Lake, yeah, yeah. you could try on three backpacks and see which one fits best. If you buy it off of a local business like backcountry.com, you're still going to ship it back to them. Yeah. And that's a problem. I think people like Backcountry are trying to do their best. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying ill of them. No, no, no. But shipping is a huge problem in terms of the environmental consequences of our sport and our games. I like that. So, so it sounds like there's a piece of putting onus back on us, the, the retailer. And being more no, mindful. I think the Otis really should start with a manufacturer. Okay. Honestly. I think the manufacturers are doing more greenwashing than they are doing actual. So what's greenwashing? Greenwashing is when you say, hey, we're going to donate lots of money, like 1% of our profits to environmental causes, but we're still going to use poly bags mm. in our, our shipping because it turns out that we're too cheap to change the rollers on our shipping mechanism. All right. Prana, for example, switched to paper bags that are 100% compostable and reusable, and it came with a $450,000 investment in the wheels on their 3PL. So the the conveyor belts mm -hmm. had to all be changed. So Okay, I but got you. Prana was like, that's better than a poly bag. Other companies are like, oh, well, you can't use poly bags or incompatible with shipping. Well, Prana proved that wrong 15 years ago, and nobody... It's still the same sad excuse. All right, I like I like that. So basically, if you're gonna walk the walk, and you're gonna well, if you're gonna talk the talk, let's actually I put mean, our actions where our where our statements are. Absolutely, and I can't, you know, we're my business, Shilogar. We're a tidy business. Mm -hmm. We're not going to have the impact of an Adidas or a Patagonia demanding recycled nylon mm -hmm. from the people who make nylon but we all have to work together and if one company gets it they have to share it with the other companies because it's too late for it to be proprietary oh great one company has a recycled product that's actually post-consumer guess what we all need it yeah like we're in this together from, from a media perspective so while I'm on the radio, you know, how, how do we lean in and how do we help? I think we ask everybody to be cognizant of their environmental choices. Maybe mm. we made like a move that. and I could, this might be illustrative. Our bags are slightly heavier than they used to be, but they're more durable and they'll last longer. And maybe the two ounces of additional weight, you gotta run more. <laughs> And it's you know, true, though. I know I do. I, I, I you know what? I, I like that because I asked, I asked one of my buddies who's a professional cyclist, and I said, you know, my, my, my road bike is 18, 18 pounds. And I'm like, does it make sense for me to drop down to a 14 pound bike? And he's like, you get more gains by losing it around your waist than, than on the bike. And then we don't have to be judgmental about no, that. No, no, I don't, no, yeah. I, no, I don't, and I don't like, take it that I think. 
I think it's just it's it's a shift in mindset. Yeah. Like, hey, everybody who's using a one-time pack. I mean, I know people who've replaced their pack on the Continental Divide Trail midway. What's the point of doing it if you're just generating garbage? Well, there's a lot of people who think that they can purchase performance when you could actually be purchasing sustainability. Yeah. Mm. You know, I hate to say it, but, uh, you know, the magic shoe probably is never going to turn me into a competent basketball player. <laughs> no, you can't, uh, can't pump it up enough? No. I've seen a lot of $8,000 bikes parked outside of the coffee shop, and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> is so. that Dennis riding that hard? I don't know. But, you know, but I think that... I think industry has tried to push it onto consumers as mm -hmm. a consumer responsibility, and yeah. it's not. We're making the garbage, and we're trying to convince you to buy new garbage every year with different colors. We've shrunk it, we've punk pinked it, we made it orange this season. Oh, it's purple. Purple is the new blue. You know, let's try to focus on keeping the this beautiful place that we all share accessible to all of us as long as possible. I love that. I mean, I love that. Last time, who who are you with? What's Chilo your name Gear. Who are you with? My name is Graham Williams, and I'm with Chilo Gear. We make Alpine climbing packs in Portland, Oregon, that are used all over the world. I love it. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, that's great. Speaking some truth Ooh, there with Graham Williams. Graham wasn't messing around, and Laura. And who, who was the peanut gallery? Uh, so I forget his name specifically, but he's a professional climber out ah. of uh, Boulder. Uh, and, you know, you can't buy performance, but you can buy sustainable Yes, products. you can. Okay, so we're going to pair this with? We're pairing this with Big Yellow Taxi by Joni Mitchell. KRCL 90.9. I wish. I'm clicking. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that was perfect pairing with that conversation. It's not bad at all. It's not bad at all. That was Joni Mitchell off of the Music Meets Activism playlist of my guest this evening on KRCL Radioactive, Rashawn Leak, who's usually the volunteer host of Roundtable Tuesdays on the show, taking the month off as the kids get ready to go back to uh, school. But earlier this month, he grabbed a recorder and said, I'm going to go in the field and I'm going to talk to folks in the outdoor retailer sector and find out what keeps them up at night when it comes to sustainability. So let's set up this next conversation with two folks from... Uh, a, a, a clothing company. Um, and I thought this was really interesting. Uh, you want to say any more about this before we hit play? Yeah, well, I, I really like their their clothes. They Their clothes were, I mean, you know, it, it's one of those things when you get into, you get a chance to touch somebody's fabric and really mm -hmm. just try it on and feel it. And it's, it was just a step above a lot of the things that, you know, you're not going to find in the mall. And they talk about fast fashion yeah. clogging the supply chain. That's why I said it. Yeah. There we the... go. More from Rashawn Leak in the field at the Big Gear Show earlier this month. I'm Andrew with Lives and Designs. I'm Jake, also with Lives and Designs. All right. So what's keeping you up at night, gentlemen? Oh, uh, I sleep pretty well. I don't drink coffee after noon. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just, just playing around. I mean, you know, we're a small business growing, making our name in the industry. So a lot of things keep me up at night. For sure. Lately, uh, getting product here. So supply chain issues, stuff like that. Rising Understood. costs. Changing times. I mean, economic uncertainty. Yeah. You know, all the things that are basically plaguing everybody right now. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. And Andrew really took the words right out of my mouth. You know, I'm director of operations for Lives In. So okay. the supply chain issues, uh, the the economic interference and what's going on there and wondering if people are going to have um, disposable income yeah. to, to, to really continue, enjoy to continue to 
enjoy the outdoors and use our products. Um, those are probably our biggest concerns at the moment. No, and I, I think that's, yeah, as a, I mean, and I'd say, you know, I, I take it one step further, though, Andrew. I, I think not just as a company, but as people. Yeah. I think we, we all, we all should be aware because it's like, how do we, how do we stop the impact? How do we, how do we stop the ball from rolling down the hill? Because that's, that's what it is right now for, for a lot of us. I feel like it's, you feel like, you know, it's been taken out of your hands. Like, you know, we're, we're kind of, we're kind of at the place where we're, we are, we're spectators of our own lives because of things that we, we, you know, arguably don't have full control over. And so how do we get that back? You know, so, so from a supply chain issue, how do we how do we help solve that? Like, is it is it, you know, how do we how do we help you bring things in house where you don't have to worry about overseas, where where we can say you know you're in Arkansas, how do we how do we say like how do we get more more sustainable supplies coming out of Arkansas? Because I'm looking at your products, you know, and I'm gonna be honest, I'm looking at them overalls, and I think they're they're badass, you know, and and I hear I hear companies like yourselves who you know haven't haven't peaked haven't fully you know got big where you don't necessarily have to worry about that so from from a from a consumer standpoint how do we help you that's a good question Um, i I think valuing stuff that is well made and local made if we can bring the supply chain closer to home it at least reduces a lot of the um logistics nightmare that we've had to work through the last couple of years yeah, there's also just, I mean, the, the first part of that was concentrating, being conscious of what's bought, right? It's not like the stuff holding up the ports is a bunch of high-quality goods. It's mm. a bunch of cheap stuff. Yep. Going to cheap outlets, you know, being sold at discount. And so that's a big part of what keeps us up at night is just watching more and more things that don't need to exist get sold to people that don't need them. Yeah. I, I, I like how you said that, I, you know, because, you know, it's... When you say things that don't don't need to exist, my immediate thought is, especially for a group like yours, is is fast retail. No, no. What what fast is it? Fashion. Fast fashion. Right. You know, and so I think fast fashion. And I'm I'm you know I'm able to touch your products, and I realize that your your products are not fast fashion. So how do we how do we let people know like this is you know I, I don't want to I don't want to sway them from buying at a like you know quote unquote H and M. But we know that you buy an H and M, you're going to be looking for that next season because it's not lasting, it's not holding up. So, what separates a a, a, a business like yours from 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 an H and M? I think a big part of is, of it is our willingness to stand behind our product. We offer a repair or replace program uh, and a fair deal guarantee. So, we want everybody to be happy with what they have, and we're going to do our best to work with people to make sure that their pants live up to their expectations Mm -hmm. Um, from a broader perspective i think it's you know looking at a price tag less is what it costs now but what it costs over time yeah it's all right you buy a pair of pants that are a hundred dollars but if you're gonna wear them for 10 years or five years versus the pair of pants you bought for 50 that you're gonna wear for six months for one year you know the, the the cost per use actually becomes cheaper but it takes a mindset looking a little bit longer down the road than what's in style right now yep find something that you're comfortable with that you truly love that you feel like is going to be in style a little bit more uh, trend resistant but still good looking I mean, there's, there's definitely a place for that so what do we do as as a society of, of like-minded people to start changing that I love that background noise how do we do uh, you know how do we start changing that narrative because that that's really what it is and I don't and I don't think it's just in fashion we don't granted we're talking about fashion right now but I think I think we see that in, in a lot of walks. You know, I mean, how many people do we know that you know are buying cars every few years because 
you know, this model doesn't do it for me anymore, and I and I and I want to change, trade it in. So how do how do we start making that mind switch? I don't know. I mean, it's it's talking about it more. It's making it part of the conversation. Education on things like cost per use. Honestly, I think things like an economic slowdown might actually help a little bit. Right? You get a little bit more conscious of where your dollars are going and mm -hmm. how what you're spending on, and that could drive a little bit of change in, in behavior. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's painting the bigger picture, uh, making sure people are understanding why we're doing what we're doing, as you said, like educating the consumer, um, and just convincing them that it's worth it. And we've had really good luck of returning customers. Once somebody makes an initial purchase, they get it. So getting product in front of people and showing them that quality still is out there in the world and that we're meaning to design slow fashion and timeless styles mm. so you don't need to get a new pair of pants next year just because it's the wrong color i like that slow fashion and timeless styles that's that's sweet so from a from a media perspective how do we assist on this journey you know we've been barred from you know hot new products lists a lot because we've had that product last year and i think that's something that is core to our industry is mm. news always better and there's not much attention given to things that just work. Mm. I think that could be a narrative that could be pushed a little bit more in the media. Is these are products that have been around for 10 years. Obviously, we haven't, but there are things that are out there. They're not getting the attention that they are because they're not brand new. Ooh, I like that. He really, Andrew really hit the nail on the head. Uh, it doesn't need to be new to be better than what's out, already out there. So just an emphasis on quality and not new. All right, I like that. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. You know, it's it, it's kind of it's kind of tied into this. One of the one of the feeds I follow on Reddit is Buy It for Life, and yeah. people brag about it. And you know, and it's and they stand by it. And I, you know, and obviously not being in the industry as if I was, if you know, if I was in a company, I would hope that one of my products showed up on this Reddit feed because that says something. Because it's it starts talking about hey, you, you know, you bought it for life, like that that means something. And how to. And so I guess, how do we get back to that from a manufacturing standpoint? <laughs> I mean, I think I'm on that subreddit too. So that's part of the conversation that that movement is already there. From a manufacturing standpoint, it's being comfortable with the fact mm -hmm. that people are gonna keep your products longer before repeating a purchase, right? Yeah. Like a lot of people say like, well, if someone keeps it for three years, how are you gonna how make, you gonna make money? purchase, right? Well, it's like the answer is like, well, you keep you know making very high quality things that are complimentary. You don't mm -hmm. just go crazy, but like, that customer who bought something from you that's important to their life and has lasted a long time is very likely to buy something from you again and also recommend it as a friend yep. to a friend and give it as a gift and so it's going from like basically planned obsolescence and sooner repeat purchase to more about you know building someone who's passionate and becomes uh, uh, evangelical about your brand Ooh, preach <laughs> <laughs> alright man well I appreciate it once again who are you and where are you from I'm Andrew Gibbs Dabney. I'm from Bentonville, Arkansas. At Jake Kowaleski, also from Bentonville, Arkansas, and we're with Lives in Designs. It's been a pleasure, fellas. Thanks, sir. I like that. Buy it for life. You guys are subreddit buddies. You know what's interesting is they're from Bentonville. Mm -hmm. What else is from Bentonville? Walmart. Is it really? Yeah, that's where the first store is open. I did not know Arkansas. that. So it's kind of interesting what they're they're trying to do, and they're based out of there as well. And this lives in designs. It's actually based on a the Swedish word, word, right? Yeah, the Swedish word looks like it's it's a lives in jator, which roughly translates to one who lives life deeply or 
an enjoyer of life, if you will. An enjoyer of life. I like that. Okay, what are we pairing that piece of journalism with? We're pairing that piece of journalism with dedicated follower of fashion by the Kinks. I care, CL, radioactive. Music meets activism. Thanks for Sean. Thank you, Laura. The Kinks. Music meets activism with Rashawn Leak. I love it. I'm Laura Jones. It was like rock and roll karaoke in here for a minute, folks. (laughs) I was I was trying. I was trying, Laura. <laughs> so uh, Music Meets Activism all month long on the show. As uh, we get through the dog days of summer, Rashawn went up to the Big Gear show in Deer Valley earlier this month where a bunch of outdoor retailers and brands were exhibiting their latest stuff. And I loved what um, Andrew and Jake had to say from Lucent about, you know, slow fashion, timeless styles. We do buy a lot of stuff and throw it away pretty quickly. You know, it, it really makes you like it. it, it well, the hope is it, it starts forcing conversation and to have a different relationship with fashion. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest. Like, you know, when you see a pair of pants and there's 50, 60, 70, 80, you know, plus. It starts dollar, creeping up. I'm it, like, ah. You know, and it does. You, you can't. It's. If we're all being honest, you know, you're fighting for your dollar and it's it's definitely you get that. Nah, I don't know. It's a little expensive. <laughs> but but like Andrew was saying, when you think about it, like now I have these pants for. 20 years and so these hundred dollar pants 20 years later five dollars you know like you start doing the math if if you're going to keep it but it but then the responsibility that's when i feel like the responsibility falls on us Uh the consumer like to make sure we have it that long okay we have one more conversation to share but i want to know why you care about this because with music meets activism we want people to you know understand why this issue matters to you and how folks can get involved in this next piece. We're going to find out how folks mm-hmm. can get involved. This is the tease that we made with eBay. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, so stick around for that. But why do you care so much? You spend a lot of time in the outdoors. You got your battle wagon. Yeah, I, you know, it's it, it really comes down to we get one chance at this. You know, we get we got we have one planet, you know, and if if I'm going to be a responsible user of this planet, if I'm going to be a responsible parent, I you know, I have to. If I'm going to be somebody who gets on the radio and for however many, however many people are listening, talk to talk, I, I need to back it up. And and so I, I think if I if I can prove that you could do it, you know, you can mm-hmm. you don't have to go to the mall to buy your clothes. You know, we have plenty of secondhand places where you could buy and and or you can go and, and buy something for lives. And if you're going to keep it for years and not you know i'm i'm the type laura and maybe it was because i was a shoe collector that you can go <laughs> in my closet right now and their shoes i've had you know 20 years yeah. you know and it's it, you know part of it because like i you know wash them i keep them clean but other also because yeah. i like to have stuff for a long time i like to buy i, I like my money to go last longer and i'm yeah. I'm, you know, partially being honest, like, you know, some of my inventions or innovations is driven by my frugalness because I'm like, I don't want to buy that for X amount. But but for a pair of $200, you know, pants that they had. Yeah. If I'm going to wear them for forever, which this company, it really looks like it'll be around forever. Then then I'll pull the trigger on something like that. Yeah. But it's but I but I just want I want my kids to enjoy the the you know some of the freedoms in the plant and on the planet that I had I want them to be able to go and and see you know Grand Canyon and see the Colorado that flows through it you know I want them to have that uh, you know so if that means I have to do do things a little differently to make sure that the planet is still secure I I, I want to do that and I want to imp- yeah. you know, kind of impress upon my little sphere of influence earlier today the 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 press conference about the colorado and yeah, uh, the drawdowns and uh, I, I attended the presser we didn't have time to get into the show tonight but if colorado whew, 
Lake Powell Lake Mead, if oh, they okay. drop below, what is it, 39%, mm-hmm. I think, they can't even make power. No. So, you know, the decisions that we make impact the environment, and this next conversation talks about that. So uh, let's set this up, because this figure they drop in this at a certain point it was, terrifies me. It was terrifying. It was, it was one of those, you know, one, we, we live in Utah, a.k.a., you know, best snow on earth. Greatest you know, snow on greatest earth. Greatest snow on greatest. earth. Greatest. Uh, and then you know we have all these mountain bike trails. We have we have a serious snow community. We have a serious bike community. We have wax a in their skis, serious wax outdoor community. And and I think this is something that they need to hear because I don't want I don't want any of us to have to do in, have to stop doing any of the things that we love. Yeah. But I think there's a time to do it responsibly. Mm-hmm. There are small changes you can make. So I I feel like we've built this up to be the yeah. thing. So folks, just. Deep breath here. Here we go. More Rashawn Leak in the field at uh, the Big Gear Show earlier this month. Yeah, my name's Spencer. I work for Mountain Flow EcoWax. Uh, we're based in Carbondale, Colorado. We make a full line of non-petroleum-based uh, ski and bike products. Uh, the vast, more, vast majority of ski waxes and bike lubricants are made from petroleum. We uh, found the power of plants to create uh, high-quality, high-performance uh, products that are also environmentally friendly. Ooh, I love that. So, so I see your company like yours, and I see eco wax and all i think of is sustainability so what is what is something that is keeping you up at night from a sustainability aspect yeah it's the these simple shifts that we can make and we you know like there's lots of different products out there that we can make a simple shift this is a simple shift that we can make Mm. and and what is those barriers to make those simple shifts there's harder shifts that we're gonna have to make societally um but these are the simple ones in order to you know if we all step in this direction, like thinking about packaging, yep. we don't use virgin plastics. Um, and that is a conscious effort in order to do that. And as a business, it is harder and actually more expensive. Absolutely, us. it is. Um, so as an industry or as individuals, how do we think about our packaging just as much as what we put into it? I, I, I like I like that because it is, you know, it, it's one of those, you, I, I would say so often we hear companies and, and industries and even government like put the onus on consumers. So it's nice to hear it's nice to hear companies be like, no, I'm I'm gonna start the process in house yeah. and then and I'm I'm looking at a bottle, obviously listeners you can't see it, but I'm looking at it and the bottle is it's it looks like it I could throw it in the I could throw it in the garbage and it's gonna it's gonna compost. Yeah. You can uh, you can put it in your compost. Um, it's recyclable or compostable and then any plastic you see, like I already said, is a post consumer plastic within there. So when you all started, was that the goal? Were you like, all right, like Obviously, we know skiing, mountain boarding, you know, outdoor, outdoor mountain sports have been around for a long time. Sure. So, so was the goal when you were getting in it like let me let me switch it up a little bit and go go with a more eco eco mindset? Yeah. So the founder and uh, CEO Peter Arlene, he basically looked in the market and saw that there was this gap within there, and then especially within ski waxes, there's some really really nasty petrochemicals, fluorocarbons, PFAS, PTFEs that are put into these uh, into these products, and over two million pounds of ski wax gets to, uh, put into our watersheds each year. Wow. Um, and you know that 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 is these chemicals are forever chemicals and they're bioaccumulative so once they enter into our or into our waterways they go downstream and then up into the food chain into our bloodstream um, so this is once again this is a small thing it's all through lots of different industries but this is the one small shift that we can make so so from an education standpoint because I feel like I feel like there's a lot of us out there who are who are finger quote y'all do-gooders but we don't know about the companies who are out there that that really match the life that we're trying to live so from an education standpoint how do we put the word out because i think i think there's a there's a gap of, of or a knowledge gap of understanding that 
hey, I can I can still use, I can still make sure my chain is looped or my snowboarder skis are, are waxed, mm -hmm. but I don't have to impact the environment. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, what we're doing right now, right? I mean, we're we're talking, we have we're having a you know a genuine conversation, and we're spreading this to more people. So that's that's one small way. It's why we go to these events. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of demo events. We do a lot of earned media, um, and we're just trying to spread that word authentically at the same time, um, and then also pushing the industry to do these same things. And so we have a lot of industry partners that we work with. We work with Protect. Uh, how protect our yep. winners um, and we have these different advocacy groups that we work with and partner with in order to spread this message all right you you're out there speaking my language so so how do we how do we as both the consumer and a brand how do we start pushing in pushing the industry yeah pushing the industry where more people are are, are joining on to the party yeah yeah um I want to put the ownership like I, I don't just want to put the ownership on the consumer because mm -hmm. that is a you know like it that is a hard thing yeah. you know and I and I really think the top down you know mm -hmm. businesses need to be thinking this way because it's not only more sustainable it's also better for the bottom line yep. um, within there but you know simple things is like asking your local shops you know like what do you carry what's an environmentally friendly product can I use something that doesn't have floor you know fluorinated wax can I use something that doesn't have PTFEs and then. Or, you know, even something that's like, do you have something that's non-petroleum-based? Yeah. And, you know, there's plenty of things that say biodegradable, and you look on the back, and they're flammable. Mm -hmm. um, so just being that concerned, you know, like, uh, consumer within there, but just asking your shops. Um, and that's really helpful, and um, and then gets the conversation started. I, I love that's, it. That's where it starts. So from a media perspective, what, what are we missing? What are we missing that we need to really shine a light on? I mean, highlighting companies that are actually doing it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's plenty of companies that want to, and they don't know how. Um, and then there's plenty of companies that are actually doing these right things. Um, and, and it is a harder, steeper road, because um, we do have to think about, you know, we have more boxes to check in order to bring something to market. Um, so for the media, you know, like, highlighting such things, you know, promoting it, um, and then, you know, like, earned media is really one of our, you know, our step, stepping stones to success. So when you say earned media, what does that look like? Um, not paid advertisement. Yeah. You know, when it comes down to it, you know, like we're having an authentic conversation. We just talked and met, you know, and here we are. Um, and we'll see where this, you know, where this reaches us. Instead of being like, hey, can I pay you to, in order to do this? Which it also works, but then it doesn't always come off as, as a, uh, authentic, I believe. Yeah, agreed, agreed. So how do we how do we start getting there? Was it like from, you know, I, I, know, I know from a consumer perspective, we can start asking our shops. From a from a bottom line perspective, how do we switch that? Because you know most people are going to say like, if, if I'm a if I'm a big company, I'm going to say, well that's you know that's my whole production line. I got to change. I got to do I got to do everything. So you know, and I got I got stakeholders. I you know I got families. So how do how do we let them know like you know if you while well, yes it's an upfront cost but in the long run. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I mean that that comes down to ROI, and that's a really challenging thing for large organizations to to attain. And we're a small, agile company that's trying to grow, but we grow within our ethos. But then we why why would you try to partner? Like we're sitting here at Deer Valley, we try to partner with a lot of ski resorts mm -hmm. um, in order to switch over to non-petroleum-based products within there. So working with big vendors, people that can pull big levers, and we can make these simple shifts. So ski resorts, you know, people, where where's the bigger shift? So we work with ski brands as well, like. Wonder is based here in uh, Salt Lake City. Mm -hmm. we, we partner with them. And those are the people that are using a lot more of these products. Um, so that's the other way that we can kind of push push those ways. So people that are listening are like, oh, I have this connection into this industry. Let's think about doing this. And that's you know the other way that media can help, but also build it from the ground up. So grassroots. Yeah.
All right, so once again, who are you and where are you with? Yeah, my name is Spencer Hennigan. I work for Mountain Flow Eco Wax. We're based in Carbondale, Colorado, and we're trying to make the future of bike and ski products. All right, it's a pleasure talking to you, brother. Yeah, thank you. Woo, breaking some news, Rashawn Lee at the gear show. It was, I How many pounds? Two million? Two million. You know, it's- wax and grease for your bikes. Bikes, it was eye-opening. Forever chemical, so- Look for plant-based <laughs> wax, and, and they're grease. out there. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's it's once you know, mm-hmm. now it's time. You know, we always talk about it. There's a difference between you know ignorance and willful ignorance. Yeah. And now, you know, for a while I was you know I was just ignorant. I didn't know that these products existed. But now, if I if I go and choose one of these forever chemicals, now I'm being willfully ignorant, and I'm choosing something where I can uh-huh. I can make it a little harder, maybe spend a couple, and get something that's really good for the planet. Well, you did an awesome job on your first in the field self assignment. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Show. It was fun, folks. You can check tonight's show notes. We'll have links to the companies that he talked about, and now you know too out there. There's some decisions you got to make. Are you gonna have them send you three backpacks and send back two? Are you gonna choose the plant based ski and board wax? All that kind of. Are you gonna? Buy the higher quality that's going to last you for 20 years. Lots of solutions. Responsible shopping. So, uh, you know, we decided that your last song would just be something you wanted to go out on. Oh, yeah. What do you got? I got, for the last song, Laura, I got Feels Like Summer by Childish Gambino. And what about the song do you like? It it's you know it's it, it feels like if you just listen to it, it's an upbeat song but when you start paying attention to the lyrics mm-hmm. it's like it's time to get our asses in gear Laura <laughs> thank you Rashawn so good to have you back always a pleasure Laura. you'll be back behind the mic <laughs> yes. after Labor Day after Labor Day here on Roundtable Tuesday edition of Radioactive I'm Laura Jones thanks everybody. KRCL Salt Lake City.